Morning, everybody. Uh, so, uh, we're, we're in this series on uh, big topics or big questions. And <laughs> the big question this morning is, when will Jesus come again? And, uh, you know, th a lot of what we've already been experiencing this morning, I think, is all about this question. You know, the, the difficulties and the struggles that we have right now and yet the victory and hope that we have for the future. You know, this is all about uh, when is Jesus going to come again. Uh, when, when I was about 15, uh, my dad sat me down and uh, he said, I've got good news for you. I've opened up a bank account for you. And I thought, great, 15, that's pretty sweet. I opened up a bank account with Barclays, put some money in my bank account for me. Uh, which is great news. And then, then he did the whole money talk with me. And he talked about things like credit cards. And he talked about things like mortgages. And, you know, I'm a 15-year-old lad. And <laughs> this means nothing to me. I'm thinking mortgages. I've, I've never heard of this stuff before. And, you know, he, he talked to me about it. Most of it went over my head. And I didn't even think about it until... You know, I was married to Debbie, and then we wanted to try and buy a house for ourselves. And suddenly I think, oh, that stuff about mortgages, yeah. And I think sometimes when, when we think about the second coming of Jesus, it, it can be a little bit like that. We maybe don't talk about it that much. You know, it's been 2,000 years since Jesus walked on the earth. And we maybe think, wow, sometime in the future. It's not really relevant right now, is it? But the clear message of the Bible is this is absolutely relevant, absolutely relevant for us. And we need to be thinking about this stuff. So uh, when I thought about that question, when is Jesus coming back? Actually, there, there's probably three or four questions that we need to look at really briefly this morning. Firstly, is Jesus coming back? Important question. <laughs> Not just when, but is he coming back? Why is Jesus coming back? When is he coming back and why is it important? What difference should it make to you and me, to you and me today? So, this is all about hope. Hope for you and me. Hope for the future and the promise, the absolute promise of what God is going to achieve and what he has already done. So, is Jesus coming back? Well, you know, if, if you read the New Testament, it is just saturated <laughs> with stuff about the return of, of Jesus. But I, I just want to really briefly read a few verses. Matthew chapter 24, this is Jesus talking. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible, even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. John chapter 14, let not your hearts be troubled. In my Father's house are many rooms, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself. Luke 21. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming to the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And those are just a few of the verses of Jesus talking about how he will come again. 
one of the great bits is uh, at the beginning of Acts. Um, when Jesus has risen again after he's been crucified, he's risen again, he's teaching his disciples, and then he's taken back up into heaven. And this is how it's recorded. Then they gathered around him, disciples gathered around him, and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. When suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who's been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So the simple answer to the question, is Jesus coming back, is yeah, absolutely he's coming back. We know that he's coming back. Jesus told us he was going to come back. Jesus promised he was going to come back. And there are so many Bible passages, there's a few of them listed on the slide, there's so many passages in the New Testament that talk about the return of Jesus. For the early church, it was something they really anticipated. And in Isaiah, when the time is right, the Lord will make it happen. And that is the truth about the return of Jesus. When the time is right, God will make it happen. Right now, Jesus is in heaven. Jesus is with God, sitting alongside God our Father. He is our exalted high priest. He is the king. He is our brother. And he is praying for each one of us. The Bible tells us that right now, Jesus is praying to God the Father for each one of us. And he is waiting for the time that God has appointed for him to return. And when that happens, it will be a physical return. It will be visible to everybody. It will be a glorious, victorious return. Everyone on earth will be aware of it. That's what we're told. There will be no doubt about it. When it happens, everyone will be aware. Everyone will know that this is Jesus and that Jesus is the Son of God and his return is going to bring an end to this age. Everyone will see and know that Jesus is God. And this is not us kind of crossing our fingers and hoping that there might be something better. It's nothing like that. This is a confident, absolute, cast-iron guarantee that we can be sure of. Jesus will come again. It's our full assurance of hope. He will come again.
So that leads on to the question, why? Why is he coming back? When Jesus does come back, it is going to be one of the most momentous days in the whole of history. The Bible tells us that we're living in the last days. The last days effectively are that period of time from when Jesus came to the earth and when he's going to come again. We're living in the last days, but the last day, the return of Jesus, has not yet come. But during these last days, we are in a period of time when there is an enormous spiritual battle going on. That's what we've been told to expect. That's what we've been talking about this morning. We are in the middle of a spiritual battle. The end times bring with them a lot of misery, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. We're warned that evil, that sorrow, that unrighteousness will run rampant. But the hope that we have and the certain hope that we have is that Jesus will return, will return to the earth with the armies of heaven to save it from the grip of evil and to put an end to evil and suffering once and for all. That is why Jesus is coming back, to finally put an end to evil and to suffering. The new age started with the birth of Jesus. Heaven touching earth in a way that had never before been experienced. God becoming a man, living amongst us, breathing amongst us, walking amongst us. Through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, the power of sin and the power of evil and the power of Satan has been broken. Broken once and for all. But we are still waiting for that final victory. Still waiting for that final victory. And that's what's going to happen when Jesus returns. When Jesus returns, he tells us that that event is going to be marked by the resurrection from the dead of everyone who's died. When he comes back, he will finally put an end to evil and suffering. But there will be judgment as well. Putting an end to evil and suffering involves judgment. But for those of us that know Jesus, for those of us that have trusted Jesus, he's already paid the price for our forgiveness. And we're told we don't have to fear that judgment. He's going to deliver full salvation on that day. The new has not yet completely replaced the old, but it will do. Right now, our salvation is only 
partially realized. We know that our sins are forgiven. We know that Christ has the victory. We know that we are citizens of heaven, that we are going to be with God. But that's a future hope. It's not fully realized right now until Jesus returns. But we will be made new creations. We will live in a new heaven and a new earth. God will restore his righteous rule. Somehow, God is going to make the whole of creation new. The whole of creation new. He's going to make a new heaven and a new new earth. And the new heaven and the new earth will be combined. God is going to live amongst us. And there will be no more death. There will be no more suffering. God will wipe away every tear. That is our absolute hope. This is Paul's letter to the Hebrews, uh, chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin the second time, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. That is when it's finally going to be achieved. That is when God is going to make everything new. We may struggle right now with so many difficulties. We may struggle with sin. We may struggle with illness, with sickness, with mental illness, with aging bodies. We suffer when we see injustice and suffering in the world, natural disasters going on around us. But we have the rock-solid confidence and the assurance from God that one day he's going to put everything right. That is our hope. One day everything is going to be put right. Because you see, we're on a train, right? We're on God's train. That's where we are, you and me. We're on a journey. We haven't yet reached our final destination. But we will. We absolutely will. This is what we're promised. There is a final destination, which is God's plan, and it will be done in his time. So, when's it all going to happen? 22nd of August, (laughs) 2027, give or take a little bit of time. Uh, This was from Daily Express, great newspaper. Uh, Recently from the Daily Express, Bible prophecy fulfilled, Sea of Galilee, earthquake signaled Jesus Christ's second coming. There is so much talk of this, so many people looking to try and interpret the signs to say this is when Jesus is going to come again. Jesus was absolutely unequivocal and the New Testament is absolutely unequivocal. No one knows. 
No person knows when that day or time will be, said Jesus. Not even the Son knows when that day or time will be. That's in the Father's hands. Despite that, people still try to work out what day it's going to happen. And that's simply wrong. We shouldn't be spending our time trying to work out when it's going to happen. We know that it will happen, and we know that God's timing is perfect. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. See, I work well to deadlines. Anybody else work well to deadlines? Yeah, a few of you. Yeah. So, when I know the date that something is due, I can think of all sorts of reasons not to do anything about it until right before that deadline. And right before that deadline, I cram in a lot of stuff. But imagine what it would be like if God said, you know, 22nd of August, 2027 is when Jesus is going to come back. Well, we'd stand here and we'd think, well, plenty of time. Plenty of time. I'll spend a few more weeks in Australia on holiday. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you come up with all sorts of excuses. Now, that I'm sure <laughs> this is not the only reason that God doesn't tell us when Jesus is going to come back. But God has good reasons for making sure his timing is perfect. There are a number of things that we are told about the return of Jesus though. Jesus himself told us that there's going to be other people that claim to be the Messiah. He tells us that there's going to be wars and famines, that there will be earthquakes, that there will be persecution of the church, that his followers will be put to death. And he tells us that the gospel needs to be preached all over the earth. And we're told elsewhere in the New Testament, God wants everyone to be saved. Again, in Matthew 24, Jesus said, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars, rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pain. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Those are the words of Jesus. And they sound pretty bleak when you read them. 
But I think the point here is that Jesus is really encouraging us. He's telling us, look, we are in an age of spiritual warfare where evil is battling against good. Evil is battling against my father. And what he's saying is, don't be alarmed. He's warning us that these things are going to happen. And he's saying, don't be alarmed by it. Don't be fearful. Don't lose faith. When you see these things happening, recognize that these are the birth pangs of the coming of the kingdom. In Luke, Jesus even told his followers to hold their heads up when they see these things. Hold your heads up because you know that this means my Father's kingdom is going to come. Don't be disheartened. Don't lose faith. You may suffer yourself. You may see all sorts of suffering going on in the world. Don't be disheartened. We have a hope. We should be encouraged rather than discouraged when we see chaos and confusion around us. It's a reminder that Jesus will return one day. There will be a complete end to evil and suffering. And as Paul says in the letter to the Romans, all of creation is groaning with the pain of childbirth. Jesus also warned that his return would take people unawares, completely unawares. People would be carrying on with their normal lives, normal day-to-day activities, and like a thief in the night, he's going to come back. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you don't expect him. Are we ready? You ready? What if he came back right now? This afternoon. Amen. (laughs) Absolutely. So, why is it all important? As I said earlier on, this is a message all about hope. This is our sure and certain hope about the return of Jesus, (coughs) the anticipation of what God is finally going to achieve, the final battle, the final victory. It should be a huge encouragement but it should bring urgency to us as well. A real sense of urgency because it is going to happen. It could happen now. It could happen this afternoon. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen next week. It might happen in another 2,000 years time. We don't know. But Jesus says, be ready for it. I want you to be ready because I don't want you to be discouraged And I want you to be engaged in kingdom work. We're God's people. We are his church on earth. Citizens of a new kingdom. Sons and daughters of God. Living in the current age. But with an inheritance of the new age to come. 
And we're called to engage with Jesus on his mission of establishing his kingdom here and now. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are in God's possession to the praise of his glory. Each one of us has been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. We believe in him. We've been marked in him. The Holy Spirit is our seal. It's our guarantee that we will be redeemed. On the last day when Jesus comes again, God's going to welcome us home. Time and again, Jesus urges his followers to be alert, to recognize that trouble and turmoil and suffering are signs of the spiritual battle that's going on in this age. And they're a reminder that there is a new age coming when all of that will be past. He's urging you and me to stand fast, not to be discouraged by these things, but to understand that they are a sign of the times. Not to turn away in the face of difficulties and challenges, but to stand on the solid rock of Jesus, knowing that he's going to come back, knowing that he's going to put everything right. In Peter it says, do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance but the day of the Lord will come like a thief and then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. God is patient. He wants everyone to achieve salvation and he calls you and me to be engaged in the work of the kingdom right now. That's part of the urgency, not just to stand firm, but to get engaged with the work of the kingdom. In the middle of a long passage of teaching from Jesus about his second coming, about the last days and about the last day, Jesus talks about a parable about a king then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance 
the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. And the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we feed you? When did we see you thirsty or give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Jesus taught about that in the middle of teaching about the last days. And what he's saying is, don't be discouraged. Don't look at this world and look at it from a worldly perspective. Understand from my heavenly Father's perspective, this is a spiritual battle going on and one day the final victory will be won. Evil will be put to death once and for all. But until that time, you're my followers. You are part of a new kingdom and you've got to show what that new kingdom is. And I want you to go out into Gillingham and throughout the world and show people what my kingdom values are. Show people who my father is. Teach people to be my disciples and to take on my values. That is what it's all about. Our hope and our encouragement. The early church was so on fire for Jesus. Jesus wants us to be so on fire for him because he's coming again and all things are going to be made new. Amen?